You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast, a championship-caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York, with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. Hats, Tats, and Stats is part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online at www.bicbp-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I'm EZD. Joining me back this week, the two of us, Big Diesel in the house. What's up, buddy? How we? How we doing? Oh, buddy. We had uh, Big Rick and the Statman last week. They talked baseball. They talked some Mets. They talked Bonnie Bonilla Day. I've Bobby seen some Bobby. large dicks before. Yeah. But, you know, Big Rick, is uh, he's up there. He is. He is uh, one of the few people that make me feel a little small. <laughs> he's a big dude. But, uh, yeah, he uh, he's a big New York guy. Jets fan, Mets fan. Go Mets, baby. I, Honestly, I, I just for our listeners, because I don't think they actually know this, because most people know I'm not a baseball guy. Very true. However, as a kid, you kind of have to choose a team and sure. pledge an allegiance. And in Buffalo, there are two options, Yankees, Red Sox. Nobody really cheers for the Blue Jays or anything like that. That's very true. The The following of the Jays has gotten bigger since they were the Buffalo Blue Jays last year. That helps. But like, Regardless, those, those are kid. Yankee fans that are like, okay, the Yankees are out. What are the what are the J-O? Right. The Jays are behind the Yankees. Never mind. So anyway, anyway, as a child, I was like, well, screw both of you. I don't want to cheer for either of them. I want to cheer for the Mets because they suck. Let's go Mets, baby. <laughs> so uh, yeah, big Mets guy here. Yeah. LGM. So, uh, Bobby Bonilla Day just passed, where they'll be paying him $1.9 million until 2035, which is awesome. Electric. Uh, the secondary New York teams have a weird habit of paying people a lot of money for a long time. Rick DiPietro. Up to and including when they're done playing. <laughs> DiPietro's contract finally expired. Yeah, yeah. That's still, that that one was still insane. Yeah, 15, 15 year contract that he ended up being on the team for all of four of those yeah. seasons i think yeah. before he retired because of injury but the whole thing was fully guaranteed because yeah. he well and then they once you buy him, him out it's double the time that's left on the contract yada yada oh yeah and, and it was already a 16 year deal yeah. or whatever and it, like and at the time you were like oh shit they just locked this dude down he was one of the top yeah. goalies in the league at the time allegedly i one, never bought into the dphro hype yeah, yeah he was a good goalie on a bad team eh. he kind of had that like i thought that team wasn't that bad i think he made that team look good well, Here nor there. It doesn't matter. He only played. The, he, they signed him, and then he got hurt, and never really was the same. Right. And never played a full season, actually. But uh, yeah, so we are we are getting close to football season. Yeah, I'm, we're 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 starting. Well, I mean, to, the USFL championship. Yeah, is wrapping it up. That's very true. And that that signals that uh, you know, NFL is right around the corner. NFL is right around the corner. Uh, and I'm ready for things other than the Deshaun Watson fiasco to start yeah, right. dominating my news cycle. Mean, because like everybody blowing out their ACL and stuff in training camp? Because that's yeah. all it's going to end up really being. Is yeah, just, training oh, camp, well, ACLs. this really important guy uh, decided to get hurt. Christian McCaffrey's Achilles tendon, RIP. Will Fuller's going to outrun his hamstring once again. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Well, he'll, he'll wait to do that midseason if he's on the juice again. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if he's on the juice anymore. He might just do it in training camp, get it done with quick. <laughs> get your contract, go to training camp, and, ah, oh, damn, my leg. Oh, no, oh, my hamstring no. came off the bone. Whoops. <laughs> Again. Uh, we are going to start breaking into NFL divisional breakdowns, matchups, uh, thoughts and ideas for their where teams are going to finish, so on and so forth. And we're going to start with, like, the division we care about the least in the NFC because we're going to work up to the AFC uh, big show, which I believe I, what I want to do is I want to do a Facebook live with everyone on zoom 
because we're not gonna be able to get all everybody in here on camera with a microphone. Uh, so I'm hoping to do that if we can, which means I'm gonna need you to find a camera on a fucking laptop at some point. No promises. You're painting my ass. I might be able to borrow. I think my parents got one for the computer downstairs. I might just be able to borrow that. There you got go. It to talk to Ben on the computer. Yeah. So there you go. Because really what I want to do is I want to live stream the episode on Facebook. And everybody needs to see my pretty face. Well, it, it doesn't make sense to have five of us and one of them being a blank screen. I disagree, but all right. But anyway, uh, so that'll hopefully be the AFC East preview. And also, hopefully, episode 100, if I've planned this Ooh. out right. No pressure. No pressure. But uh, Can't wait till it's 101. No kidding. <laughs> All the pressure's off. It's moving on. But uh, yeah, so the NFL is going to be weird, wild. It, it's fun. The Bills are the de facto favorite this year. They even moved up. Did you see that? This yeah. week they went from plus 700 to plus 650. Yeah. So like they're even more of a betting favorite now. Yeah. I don't like that. No. Not a fan. Um, but I mean, that is like it just, we are a wagon. Yes. And we did add pieces in the off season and retool some things. Yeah, we uh, we were a wagon last year that kind of hit some bumps in the road, a couple potholes, and yeah, you know, then in 13 seconds the wheels fell off. Yeah. Well, we replaced the wheels, tightened down the bearings, uh, fixed some of the soft spots. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, on paper. Yeah. On paper. Um, well, the Browns have been talking about being a good team on paper for the past 20 years. So Yeah, and then the and here we are, the Browns doing Browns things. Yeah. Ba- Baker Mayfield, this dude. Uh, and, uh, I feel so bad. Like, he's done nothing but nah. pour his heart out for Cleveland Played and hurt. do his best. Oh, my God. This dude. And he's not a bad NFL quarterback. Like, he's not. People are, are starting to compare him to Johnny Manziel, and I'm like, that's, that's, not, that's not fair. No. The only all. comparison is that you were both a first-round pick for the Browns. He's not drugged out. He actually has an arm. He actually can process NFL defenses. Well, and he goes out there. I mean, how the last three seasons he's played banged up. Like, yeah, I mean, last season make... definitely was the worst of oh, yeah. trying to play through that shoulder injury when he should have just got surgery. Yeah. And, and now like, it's caused him his job. But, but but here's a dude who's like, I know that I need to perform, so I am going to lay it on the line while we are a playoff contender. And he did. And now they're like, we want an adult at quarterback. An adult, and, yeah. Like, and the best part is, they said that they wanted an adult at quarterback while Baker is out doing a charity event and Deshaun is at his fucking hearings for all this legal crap he's involved oh, with. God. Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns organization is going to get everything that they deserve. Dude, they this is so funny because they are the team that we say on the show all the time, the Browns are the Browns until they prove that they're not the Browns. And they were so close to not being the Browns. That team, they were they were Chad Henney fourth and one away from not being the Browns. Right, that team. I mean, uh, like a, a bad call on a helmet to, or a bad no call on a helmet to helmet right. hit. I mean, all kinds of craziness. Yeah. Like that team was so close. And then the next year, uh, downward spiral into Deshaun Watson mess. They just gave up all of their picks. Yeah, they're they're not going to have a first round pick for three years. Signed Jacoby Brissett, so that so Baker's not even the backup. Well, and like somebody asked Baker, what like listen everyone's kind of leaning toward the fact that Deshaun's going to have to sit out another season. That's kind of the rumor. At least half. Like At least half. What's it going to take for Baker Mayfield to play quarterback for the Browns? And his answer was perfect. They need to come crawling back to me on their hands and knees and beg for me to play because you've done nothing but fuck me. Right. Again, like we just said, after he poured his heart out. And then the whole thing with Carolina wanting to trade for him, but the Browns are like not into it. Well, who do the Browns play week one? Right. Carolina. 
oh, well, let's just trade him after that. Like, what the fuck? Are you really that petty and yes. that that all that gamesmanship? And, like, that's going to make a difference? You're that scared? Okay, but here's the thing. You're that scared of Baker Mayfield going to a new system with Matt Rule and whatever the hell is going on in Carolina that he's going to beat you week one? That's You're that scared of it? That, that's exactly what that says. That says... I don't. I think Baker Mayfield is good enough to beat me. Right. That is what that says. That's wild to me. Yeah. That's insane. That is absolutely I that. insane. Like, I, like, like and, yeah, I'm. I'm here for that. I'm, right. I'm Team Baker, man. If if nobody absolutely. can tell by the way we're talking about this, I've been Baker since he was drafted. Like, I thought Josh was Josh or Sam Darnold was going to go to the Browns at number one. I wanted Josh number yeah for the Bills. He was my right. number one target, and then it went Darnold, then it went Baker. But the minute Baker went off the board, I was like, "That's great for him. I love Baker. I loved him in college. I wanted him to succeed. He almost freaking did." I know, and his and that was the best part. His his seal, like they basically said, he was the most most NFL ready of that entire class. He was the Mac Jones of that class, and he but he also had the shortest ceiling. Like he pretty much was what he was going to be. It was going to be Kenny Process and read defenses. And I'm sorry, his play action game is elite. Yeah, he's up there with Josh in terms of hiding the ball on play action oh, it, and, and the ball handling. So and, much so, like the cameramen fuck it up. Yeah, manipulating. And I mean, it also helps that they have Hunt and Chubb, but at the same time, a lot of it comes down to the quarterback. If the DNs can't see where the ball is and they right. start going to the running back, all of a sudden your play action's wide open. Yep. Well, at least for the quarterback to get outside the pocket. Um, yeah, and I mean... And again, Baker, dude, like... When he's not hurt, if you watch him throw, he's got a really nice arm. Yeah. And he puts the ball in, in, in good spots. I don't care what OBJ's dad says. OBJ's dad can lick a taint. I'm still, I'm still not convinced that OBJ's dad didn't have something to do with Robert Woods' ACL last year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an all-time conspiracy. <laughs> Just, I'm out. I'm on the Rams, which means I'm going to be, like, the number four receiver. Their number two guy goes down. I'm in. Like, I'm live. I'm dead. Yeah. I'm looking at you. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Guy's got some pull with the Illuminati or something. He sure does. Uh, I I'm laughing at the re- the constant reports of how bad Colin Kaepernick's tryout was with the Raiders. I'm I'm, I'm shocked. The guy hasn't played football in seven years. Right. And they actually put him through like a real NFL caliber workout, not just him throwing uncontested to his buddies. Like yeah. Yeah, uh, that that's just funny to me, and I'm hoping that at this point, because if any team needed the 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 good karma from the media, it's the Raiders. of signing Kaepernick that it would be. It, it's the Raiders, and if they're looking at going like, we can't do this. Yeah, that that tells you it, it wasn't good. Now, it, like Warren Sapp said, it was historically bad. What's historically bad? I mean, but, who? But like, once again, me, like, me going to an NFL trial a quarterback would be historically bad. Right. Was it that bad, or was it just like this it dude might can't have do been, it? But I, here's the thing: like, it's 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 all fine and good to have the talent, but you know dang well if you don't keep playing at that speed, oh yeah, it drops quick. It's not like riding a bike. And I can tell you, it's not I, like riding a bike. Being a football guy, I know you're a football guy. Watching any video that was put out of Kaepernick in his self-run workouts or whatever the hell it was, there was nothing game speed about that. No. That was running drills uncontested with receivers running a basic route tree. That's not right. timing plays. That's not reading a defense. That's not hot reads. That like, what, did, what did Devontae Adams say when he was asked how to get young receivers better? Routes on air, useless. Yeah. Useless. There's never going to be a route on air in a game. Why would you do it in practice? Right. But it's the same thing for a quarterback, you know, for a workout. It's like very nice that you can throw the ball 60 yards, but that doesn't 
Jamarcus Russell could throw the ball 65 yards from one knee. Did that help him be an NFL quarterback? No, he was a lazy sack of shit who didn't put in the work. And really, really, really liked cold medicine. Yeah, he was a big fan. Big big fan of Robitussin and Purple Drank. Yeah. <laughs> a little Sprite on the side there, buddy. Oh man, I, I like it's it's just funny because at this point you have to say like he got it he got to try out at a team that I mean I like Derek Carr I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback I would put him in the top fifteen yeah which I, like oh okay so right here right now who's your number one quarterback in the league <laughs> come on now we, we listen we're both gonna say Josh Allen it's Josh Allen it's Josh Allen it's Josh Allen because no, nobody can do what he does like people can do what he does. But nobody can do everything he does. Well, that's what I'm saying. Nobody can do everything at the level that he does. Like, Correct. Like Mahomes can scramble, but he can't do QB sweeps or QB power. No. And, and he, Lamar can do QB sweeps or QB power, but he can't truck the ball like Josh. Right. So, you know, it, that's that's, like, what I, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, and, and the, guys, the, the guys that have throwing talent like him don't move like him. The guys and, that move and, like him don't have the, the arm talent. At the end of the day, and I know I'm a homer, but, like, there's – national media who's backing it up now there's not never been a dual threat quarterback like josh there just has not no john elway had a cannon of an arm and could move around steve young could move around and had a good arm mike vick arguably like if mike vick played in today's nfl first of all he would be so much better than lamar jackson because he throws such a good football yeah his his football was mike vick and josh allen are actually the two best comparisons right and the biggest knock on but Vic, Vic, Vic was, was ac- hurt. Well, and, and the biggest knock on him was his accuracy issues. Oh, well, which, yeah. Which that Josh comes had. Big arm. Well, and, and Josh had that. Right. And but I mean, that comes spent, with the. He spent four seasons fixing his footwork, fixing right. his mechanics to get better at it. But we talk about this too with, with Jay Herb. Um, even Joe Burrow's got it a little bit. It's that arm arrogance of yeah. the. Well, you know, I can fit that ball in there. I can do that. And Brett Favre had that. And oh, yeah. same thing with Vic. Like, Vic. I I don't I think the recency bias of him not playing or when, once he got out of jail like people forget but that dude has a cannon yeah and it still showed I mean he started more than half a season in Philly and he looked fucking dangerous right no he was still a beast like and um, and, and, and still pocket. made people miss that's what I'm saying he was like a pocket guy and then and then he would make a guy miss and take it twenty yards and and that's the thing that Josh does that. I don't think anybody else can hold a candle to is he literally can sit back there pick you apart in the pocket. Oh, we're gonna flush him this way. Well, there goes to the right, and all these TV analysts like, oh, you can't let him rush to the right, uh, flush to the right. Can't let, and then so they flush him to the left, and all of a sudden he do 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 pop the hips. See, uh, yeah, but not only that, Josh, and that very similar to Vic, has the game awareness where it's like, okay, if the blitz is coming from the right, all I need to do is get outside of that, and there's all tons kinds of, of green. green grass. Yep. But a lot of quarterbacks see blitzes coming from the right. Where's my escape? It's the backside B gap. I'm going to step up into the pocket and out. And that's fine, but that's where the defense wants you to go. Right. Where you break the game if you get outside of that blitz and outside the pocket, and then you have the whole field to play with. And Josh is also athletic enough to step up inside a a, a deep defensive end rush. And then belly outside. Oh, yeah. No, he he, can get back to get deep again. And that was one knock on him in the draft process that I, I never saw and I defended him with my friends on this even in college he had it. his pocket presence and feeling where the pressure is coming from and knowing where to step up or sideways or get out and at what time to get out it's always been there yeah the, those instincts like that are something you don't you can't teach you can teach better mechanics you to can get better accuracy. at it. you like, know what you, I mean you, you can, can just get stronger to throw the football further right. and harder you but you can't teach that instinctual ability to feel the game around right. you I mean and, but I mean like I was just going to say, you can get better at it with reps. Yes. Where you just start to see it and see it and see it. 
But again, when you come in with that base level of just being better than the well, average NFL quarterback at it, and then you do get more reps and you get better at it. Most it, NFL quarterbacks don't last long enough if they don't have those instincts to some extent. True. Like your, av- true. your average NFL quarterback, if he doesn't have those instincts and he's not on a team that can keep him upright, right. they don't last long enough to figure it out. True. Like you, because that's that's like saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna like you're gonna have to learn jungle instincts of not being killed by a lion by being thrown in the jungle and being right. hunted by a lion." Like, no, you kind of. Right, so back to the Derek Carr thing because we we just you have to buy oh, yeah. Josh for a while. He's number one. So Josh, number who's number two? Uh, Smatrick Lamomes. Yeah, a, a very close number two in my opinion. I mean, yeah. Who's number three? Um, I gotta go with I gotta go with Tom Brady. I just I, have to. I don't disagree. Because he he's still playing at such an elite level. He's leading the league. He led the league in yards and attempts last year. Like who's number four? Jay Herb. Really? You put Jay Herb at four already. I put Jay Herb at four. Okay. I I have Rodgers here. I don't solely because he's still doing it to a very high level, and the the things that he can't. And let's be honest. Not that he can't, that he won't do in this day and age. He still kind of gets away with, okay, because of his talent. But he, he's he's a great regular season quarterback. Okay, we don't know if Herbert's a good postseason quarterback because he hasn't been there. True. So, like to, to me, that's a moot point. That like, and, and this and this is but just, that's, but that's 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 why I just don't hold stock right. in Rodgers at four. I, and and the, this what do you is, do in the playoffs? Once you get down. When he gets down in the playoffs, what does he do? He dinks and dunks. He doesn't get aggressive like he does, right. like he can be. We all know Aaron Rodgers has giant Absolutely. balls in the regular season, lets him hang. <laughs> Sorry, cough. Playoff time, <laughs> he gets all tight. And Absolutely. I mean, and, and, you're, and you're not Devontae wrong. Adams, and you know what? That just becomes one-dimensional offense, and it's hilarious to me. And again. Go, you know, go and win your MVPs. I don't give a shit. You're not wrong. I still put him at four. You don't have him there. That's fine. Fair. Who's number five? Number five, Joe Burrow. This is where I have Joe Burrow, too. Yeah. Six. Rodgers. Herbert. Yeah. Okay. Seven. Um, seven. Let me just do some, some quick thinking. Because off the top of my head, it, it kind of is between Wilson and Carr. Um, I, I have Matt Stafford here. Fair. I mean, he... Fair. And only no, because... You know what? Honestly, he, he did, I'm he with did that. so much with so little in Detroit, and then you put a team around him, yeah. and he looked no, he's, pretty he's damn dog. good. He's a dog. Um, number eight. Number eight, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Derek Carr here. Yeah, yeah. At bare minimum, this is where he enters the conversation. If if you can if put you Russell honestly, Wilson around here, you can put him around here. You can put. But here's you my might thing: be with, able to put Goff in this conversation to stop that. Here's my thing with Derek Carr. Besides the year coming off of the broken leg, yeah. When has he really been? When is the, when have the Raiders lost because of him? Right. Uh, they it, haven't had a it defense doesn't happen. when he's been there. Right. Since they had Khalil Mack when he was a rookie, they went to the playoffs. Yeah. Then he broke his leg. Coming off of that, he had a down year. No shit. Guy coming off a broken leg, relearning how to play on it. Well, and also mixed in here somewhere was the year that he like made some comment about the protests of with Kaepernick and stuff, and his all-black offensive line didn't block for him for a game because they were pissed at him. He damn near broke his back. Correct. We talked yeah. about that and on the show. And they cut all of those guys after that year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Derek Carr is a terrific quarterback. Yeah. 
He really is. Uh, like to the point of, I would say severely undervalued. If we by a uh, lot of uh, the other thing too is like, there's been guys like this in history too. Philip Rivers is another guy, but like my guy's been stuck in a division with Peyton Manning. Once Peyton Manning declined, what did he get? Patrick Mahomes. Right. Okay, that's tough. How are you going to win your division like that? I mean, we watched as Bills fans Tom Brady dominate the AFC East for 20 years. If you don't win your division, it's hard to guarantee a playoff spot. Absolutely. But winning a division is the easiest way to be. We're in the dance. Yeah. And, and it's he he's that guy. I mean, and you look at what they put around him. That team's been kind of middling, but he keeps putting up numbers yeah. and keeping them in games and I mean, hell, look at that. I like let like Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are very good, yada yada. And and they have some pieces. Now they got Devontae Adams. But last year he's going toe to toe with Jay Herb in that last game of the season. Like with, with with Waller, who was hurt. Yeah, he was on like half a leg. Yeah. Like yeah, his his was, knee was in shambles. He was like jogging down the field. I mean, he was still wide open because he's Darren Waller, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, and and without two fourth and nineteen conversions from Justin Herbert, like right. That game is a blowout, and yeah. Derek Carr's walking away, smiling, going, this is hilarious. Right. And without his de facto number one from last year who, you know, got a car accident or something. Yeah. Speed kills, baby. Sure does. Irony. But uh, now here's the thing. If Carr doesn't take another step forward this year, which I think he should with Devontae Adams. I don't I, think I, he needs to. I don't think step. he needs to either, but I he's not going to help his own cause because at some point, People, the quarterback is the first person that gets blamed. They are the first person that takes the That's heat. That's fine. And it's one of those things. I mean, but that entire division, and we'll talk about it when we talk about the West. Yeah. That entire division is built to beat each other. Right. Like, and, and, and once again, I mean, outside of outside of Khalil Mack when he was in his first couple of years and now Max Crosby, what defensive, like actual defensive prowess has he had across from him? <laughs> we talk about football being a team sport. Right. Because it's like, oh, Josh How Allen many? versus Patrick Mahomes. It's like, well, they never actually play against each other. There's defenses who are trying to stop them. Right. If your defense can't stop a nosebleed, it doesn't matter how good your quarterback plays. Right. Josh played damn near perfect for the second week in a row. And we lost. still lost because we decided to defend the sidelines. Right. So at the end of the day, Derek Carr can be all world, but if your defense can't get a stop, he's never going to win anything. Right. Especially it's, in that division. I, and that's the thing. It's when you look at it, it's not like they haven't tried. Like they've how many how many first and second round secondary players have they drafted? A ton. And like, then they just keep getting arrested. One one a year the last four years. I mean, no, there was that one year that they took like six safeties. Yeah. And like, out of that they, they signed they, they signed one. They they took Jonathan Abram in the first <laughs> round and they've signed it they've drafted a safety for the last next three years since then. Yeah. Like because they can't stay healthy, they Rowan get arrested. Draft picks like, at the problem, and none of them are really hitting. Right. I mean, that's classic Raiders. They don't know how to draft, but right. and and that's your scouting department, which is a huge thing. But I mean, like we we just went to number eight when we said, okay, at bare minimum, without having anything in front of us, you can. This is where like you can start entering Derek Carr in the conversation, yeah. which which puts him easily top I, 15, I, I, if and, not top 10. And I know a lot of people will come in with uh, Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins in this spot and Russell Wilson. I, like, I, could, I will Dak, take Derek Carr over all of them. Dak I can see being in that in that conversation for that spot. Same thing with Wilson. Yeah, but put Dak on the Raiders. Does he do right. anything with that team that Derek Carr has done? And and we saw, I mean, Wilson's best years were when they had a dominant running game. When they took the running game away and put it on him, it didn't look so good. Yeah, halfway through the year, he always falls off because so, he's doing too much. You know, it, I mean, 
And same with Kyler, to be honest. I know everybody loves Kyler, but and I mean, listen, that guy also hasn't played a full season healthy, and he's already talking baseball. So he's not even in my top ten. No, no, and he's he's probably at the cusp of fifteen for me. Yeah, yeah. Like he's and, and the talent's there, but he can't stay healthy. At the he end of the, the day, he, and here's here's one of my hot takes. I'm taking Mitch Trubisky over Kyler Murray. I'm taking him over Kirk Cousins. I agree, definitely with Kirk. Kirk Cousins is the. Probably the luckiest quarterback in NFL history. He finds a way to play just good enough in contract years to keep yeah. getting big money and keep keeping a job. And you know what? Just screw it. I'm putting my hot take out there right now. Steelers are winning the AFC North. Steelers in the North, huh? So Steelers are winning the North. And here's my thing. I really, really think that Mitch Trubisky might be around that 10 to 12 quarterback range. And that's really all the Steelers need. I mean, talk about a team it really with a defense. Is, yeah. But also, what did Mitch Trubisky do? As a rookie and in his third year, he dragged John Fox and Matt Nagy to the playoffs. Right. With, I mean, who, who, who did he have on that team around him? Allen Robinson for the second one, but even for the first one, he didn't have that. He didn't have David Montgomery. Uh, like, they didn't the, the, have... The end of Matt Forte's career, Tariq maybe? Cohen? Like... Tariq Cohen was nasty, and then he, he hasn't been healthy since. Right. But that's what I'm saying. He dragged those teams to the playoffs... Um, and like, I just think he does have talent and yeah, he was a young quarterback who was in a working his system. way through that. They didn't re-sign him because they just said, oh, this guy's a bust. Had right. nothing to do with the fact that he had John Fox and then Matt Nagy, like came, came to Buffalo, got to start a preseason game against his old team's starting yeah. defense and shredded them. And then I guess my, my point also just comes back to this. If you're going to go to a team that's a good situation, the Steelers is that team. And, yeah, they, they played a lot of five-wide dink and dunk, but they have Najee Harris. Right. Like, they were doing that because they had Big Ben, and they were like, oh, this is Ben's last ride. If you put Mitch Trubisky in a true pro offense with Najee Harris running the ball, you still got weapons on the outside. A sure do. A decent offensive line. And one of the best defenses in the league – you don't need to be a world beater. And, and I'll tell you what, that defense can absolutely slow down whoever is going to be at the helm because we know it's not going to be Baker and it's probably not going to be Deshaun. They're going to beat Jacoby. Jacoby. Uh, they only have one of those two, two, uh, one of the two of the two-headed monster in the backfield. I'm there. unconvinced that Lamar hasn't been figured out by this point in his career. Uh, I believe Lamar has both been figured out and has not progressed enough as with, a, with an arm talent. Standpoint. And, then, and then honestly, Steelers versus Bengals, I, I I just give the edge to the Steelers and that because of the defense. I give and the I give the the edge there because of experience. Fair. Mo, uh, and also almost, coaching. I mean, I'm taking have, Mike Tomlin over have, Zach Taylor. I'm taking Mike Tomlin over most of the league. Yeah. Like Yeah. No, I'm with when, that. when you have a surefire Hall of Fame quarterback who through everything they've been through, through all the quarterback issues, through losing the best running back in football at the time, one of the best receivers in football at the time, uh pretty sure that was the same year. Correct. They haven't been under 500. Not to mention those guys got out of town and all of the media that surrounded them. And when they were in Pittsburgh, almost crickets. Yeah. Almost. And Mike Tomlin, again, never been under 500. Right. That guy's a stud. Yeah. Like he just, so I, I'm I'm in on the Steelers this year. I, I, and I'm I don't, in on, I, I'm I in on Mitch, disagree with you. I'm in on Mitch Trubisky, like being a quality starting NFL quarterback. I, I'm going to be intrigued. The only thing I think that holds that back is if they start the kid. But here's the thing. Through mini camps, he's gotten only third string reps. Right. I get it. It's mini camps. But the reports out of Pittsburgh are something catastrophic would happen to would have to happen to Mitch Trubisky in order for him to not start week one. And, and that, my thing this is, is one of those things. This I is a smart see, move. I don't see Trubisky 
failing hard enough to go to Kenny Pickett in year one. Right. And if he plays well enough to earn that job, okay, we're going to keep developing the kid. And if Trubisky turns into a franchise quarterback, we can just move Kenny Pickett to a team for some draft picks. Right. I mean, we, we could also be talking about a situation here where Mitch Trubisky could play the role of Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, where you didn't know who Aaron Rodgers was for the first four years of his career. Right. Until Favre left. And Rodgers came out and lit the world on fire. And people were like, oh. Right. The Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. You right. got the guy in front of him, and then, you know, hopefully the rookie comes along, or the Jimmy G, and hopefully Trey Lance and San Fran. Like, right. like just you've that, seen this this idea before. And, and I, I think you, you have a quarterback A with, I mean, is is Mitch Trubisky, Brett Favre? No. No. No, but could, that's not could, what you were saying. No, I, I'm saying the situation is you have a veteran starting quarterback who you're looking at saying he was in a bad situation, did pretty well, got a, got a couple short chances in a good situation, and looked great. Yeah. And now I'm going to put my eggs in that basket and see what he can do for me. I mean, all I'm saying is the guy made playoffs twice in his career with bad teams. Right. So He made the playoffs more than every Bills quarterback not named Josh Allen and Tyrod Taylor. Correct. That includes Drew Bledsoe, Kelly Holcomb. Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> Kyle Lewis, Orton. Uh, Jeff Tool. Jeff Tool. Oh, I miss Tool time, baby. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. It is, it, is very, it is going to be very hard to bet against the Steelers with – with them being in a division with the team that lost in the Super Bowl last year, yeah. With but, I mean, and I mean, that everybody offense was explosive. shocked that, that Bengal made, made that the Bengals made a run. They got. And hot. I'm not saying that they're not a good. No, team. No, they got hot. They they figured out a way to, to make it work. They have a good running game. They quietly had a good running game last and, year. And and Joe Burrow got sacked a ton, and they still won. But at the end of the day, I mean, T.J. Watt greater than symbol anybody on the Titans defensive line from last year. Right. And in, especially in terms of just getting the ball out when he gets a sack. I mean, he goes for the ball as he's making a hit. Yes. Not everybody in the NFL does that. So you, you, if you can't block the, Joe Burrow against every, the Steelers. Every every linebacker the Steelers have greater than probably most linebacking cores the Steelers beat last year. Yeah. Or, sorry, the Bengals beat last yeah. year, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, you're, you're not going to be able to go and get away with the stuff you got away with. Right against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, and I mean, be, outside of Minka Fitzpatrick, sure, maybe the Steelers' secondary is a weakness. Cool, and yeah, they got some weapons, but again, if you can't block in front of Joe Burrow, I don't care how bad your secondary is. If you only got two seconds to to snap, catch, and throw, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna make a lot of bad defenders look good, right? Because right. I mean, hey, that's that's been the Bills' motto is 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 get pressure by committee, and you know. Rely on your DBs to to jump the ball and make I plays. I mean that that entire concept made Ashton Yabodi a Pro Bowler. Stud. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, our guy hit a guy and he overthrew the ball by ten feet and I'm here. Sweet. Thanks, Dude, Ryan Denny. Dude's just back there catching punts. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was awesome. But uh, yeah, I listen. I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I'm intrigued to see what happens in that in, in the entire West, like we talked about. With the addition of Russell Wilson into Denver, I'm in the wrong conference, aren't I? No, you're good. no. Okay, okay. Sorry, I have uh, drywall dust on the brain again today. Not a problem. But uh, I love I mean, sniffing drywall. I, I'm intrigued to see. You know, the entire AFC is going to be fun this year. I'm intrigued to see what happens in Miami. I mean, Tyreek Hill right now is saying all the right things. Yeah, he's really sucking off to a. He, I mean, you have to. I guess. Like when you when you took that kind of money to go there, you have to suck off the dude that's going to be throwing you the football. But everybody and their brother knows this is to a shot. Yeah, no, you, this you is, cannot say the team around him is not good enough anymore. This is this is it, this is a year where two is either going to earn the job or he's not. Yeah, I yeah. hope for I hope to God that they just they just stick with him. I uh, hope so too. Be like one game under five hundred and just be like, oh yeah, two is the guy. I'm gonna, I'm going to be so happy. Yeah, 
Like have have these guys get a bunch of rack yards against bad, against bad teams. And I was saying this to uh, Bold Claim Ben. Oh, BCB. Depending on the step that Zach Wilson takes, the Jets might be a hashtag problem. You think so? Depending on the step he takes. I mean, if he, it, it always depends on your quarterback. We, I, we, I we just talked about he that had, with Carr. He's, he's, got, he's got some dog in him. I won't lie. He's got a big arm. He's got, some, he's got a little bit of that, that run around and make things happen. Um, and I like their personnel moves, and I like Salah. And to be honest, like their defense wasn't it wasn't horrific last year. It wasn't great. But I'm... second year, they get their actual number one edge pass rusher back from injury, Carl Lawson. Like CJ Mosley's no joke in the middle. Right. It's CJ I mean Quentin CJ Mosley for two like, years caused so many problems for the Bills and Josh right. that if he was on the field, they'll get those games were tight. Like they just they pick up Sauce Gardner, which you know that's that's not nothing. They they Marcus May is still a dog, and you know back at safety. Like I, I'm not labeling them as a problem yet. I'm saying depending on if Zach Wilson decides to become if, a legit NFL quarterback with all that potential he's got. Yeah, if, if Zach develops the way they hope he develops. Like I'm definitely more scared of the Jets than the Patriots or the Dolphins. So in terms of potential, right? I I because I agree. I I don't think Tua takes that step. Like, I don't think Tua takes the, I mean, oh, he's the most accurate quarterback I've ever played for. Uh, bull fucking shit. Yeah, within 10 yards. <laughs> like, But throw over 10 yards, and is he accurate? Right. Oh, and, no, it goes five yards short of the receiver. Right. I mean, just throwing change-ups to the sidelines, and like, and we know I, Tyreek Hill, his game is be fast. Yeah. Get the ball and be fast. His game is not elite route running. His game is not elite hands. But arguably neither is Jalen Waddles. Right. So, I mean, they're going with, with the two I super mean, fast. Let's get the ball in their hand they, early. They said they did a bunch of that out. last year with, with, like, screens and stuff, and now you're bringing in what's-his-ass from San Fran. Um, and, like, you know, I can see them doing a lot of outside zone, you know, throwback screen, try to get them in space, yada, yada. Right. Like, kind of like they did with Debo Samuel. Yeah. But for both of those guys. You know, it's one of those things for me where I'm looking at it going, that stuff's all well and good and fun. But I don't think you can win a season on it. No, no, I I don't think the Dolphins are and, are going to be a, a, and the a Dolphins, good team. The Dolphins already came out and said we are going like we are looking to yak the crap out of people. Good luck. Yeah, like because you know what you're Tyreek. You know what you're not going to get. You're not going to get that 15 yard slant underneath a defense. When you're going to no Travis Kelsey. Yeah, well, like, and you're you're going to get guys who are say, who are playing underneath right. and saying, go ahead and beat me deep because I, I don't think I was just going to say, I mean, at the end of the day, how you beat the Dolphins is you take away the underneath game and you make them stretch the field. And I like Mike Gesicki. I think he's a terrific tight end, but he's not Travis Kelsey. No. So you're not going to get any brackets on the middle of the field, which leaves no, that and, underneath wide open. And Gesicki's best days were with Fitzpatrick under center. Well, yeah, because Fitzpatrick actually threw him the ball. No kidding. It could, actually could throw him the ball. Well, right, yeah. Like... Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see all this. I'm not sold on Salah as a head coach yet. I loved him as a defensive guy. I loved him running that San Francisco defense out there. I loved his attitude. I love everything he says. I'm just I'm just not sold on him as being the guy calling all the shots. Fair enough. Um, and I like the, and the, really the last AFC the last AFC one here is the South, right? Yeah. So we have the uh, the Falcons with wrong wrong conference. Yep, you're right. Where am I going? Titans, Jags. Titans, Titans, Texans, Jags, and Colts. Yeah. I went, my brain went Falcons because Matt Ryan is a Colt yeah. now. So gotcha. there we go. Um, I think that's a great move for him at this point. I think he's washed. I We're going to find out. 
I think he's washed. I, I think a change of scenery was the only thing that could potentially save that career. And I think it's too late. I think he's got one or one or two more decent years in him. Nope. <laughs> At bare no, minimum. This I, is this is this is this is Eli Payton esque. Like last year was not good. No. It was not good. And it's it, and well and when last year see, his team was not good. I get that. When do you see a veteran quarterback rebound off of a bad bad year to be half decent again? I'm sure I mean, it's happened. Peyton was horrific, and they won the Super Bowl because of that defense. Right, but the year before, Peyton was legit. Right, and then it was awful. And then Eli was was pretty legit, and then his last two years, wow, what are you doing? Right. Drew Brees, legit. Last two years of his career, they still made the playoffs, but it was like, Drew, buddy. I, I still think they're win this division. I don't disagree with you. But I think that's I, like that. I don't think that's a, Side oh, oh, my God, they won Can a great division. give Davis Mills some friggin' love? I'm I'm on the Davis Mills train. He was without a doubt, in my opinion, the best, best rookie, rookie quarterback, quarterback last year. Thank you. Absolutely, without question. I, I said that on this show. I said that on Two Point Conversation. Davis Mills, in my opinion, won the right to be the de facto starter for this year. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think they've done a good job of getting him weapons or surrounding him with a team. No. But I mean, Texans are going to do Texans things. Well, and the, the Texans are still trying to figure out, you know how they sold every talented player and every draft pick they had and are this bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, how do you, how do you not have draft picks and not have talented players? And you're just this bad. It's, that's a tough time. Uh, Davis Mills might go down as, you know, Matt Shaw, but I mean, to be perfectly honest, he played besides the fact that we saw, you know, Burrow and, and Herbert have historic rookie years the year before he played really well for a rookie. Quarter. Absolutely. Really well. Yeah. A, ho- a horrible team. I, I, and I'm sorry, Burrow until his injury and Herbert, like miss, like completely on accident getting a start. Those two are not the bar for a good rookie quarterback. No, but, those two are the exception for right, a good rookie. But you quarterback. know how recency bias goes. It's like, oh, God, oh well, yeah. these twenty-three year olds came into the league and started tearing it up. Why isn't every? Oh well, Malik Willis should do that this year. It's like, well, let's take a yeah, take take a chill pill. Take about 20 percent yeah, off there. Uh, really, re- relax. You know, uh, just let rookie quarterbacks be rookie quarterbacks. They're right. gonna be dumb. Peyton Manning threw twenty-nine picks or whatever in his freaking rookie year. I am. I'm very intrigued to see how Derrick Henry responds. He was a machine. He was hard to stop by anybody's standards. I don't know if coming back from the foot injury, he, I don't know if he came back early. I think so. To try to make the run in the playoffs. He didn't look like himself, but he is also on the wrong side of 26. Wrong side of 26. They lost half of their offensive line. And he, when we, we saw when he is not him, himself at 100%, he, he's always run very tall. Which is why defenders try to tackle him tall. Because, right. oh, a running back who's running straight up and down, you can just hit him and they go down. Except he's built like a shit house. Yeah. Fred Jackson was very similar, too. He ran straight up and down. But Freddie was so slippery that nobody got a full piece. Right. But he, he had a similar running style in terms and, of straight up and down. And Derrick Henry has that straight up and down running style, except he's not going to let you hit him in the chest. He's going to put a, put his fist in your face and push yeah. you on the ground. Yeah. Like, I, I'm interested to see. I mean, this is this is like a good old fashioned power football division. Oh yeah, you know, because you get the Colts on the other side, just giving the ball to James Taylor. Um, I don't know. The, the AFC South is just bad football. Yeah, and I I don't think I part of me wants to be intrigued to see what the Jags are going to do. It'll be Wait, interesting to what? see. I mean, I mean, maybe they finally give the ball to James Robinson again. But like, okay, cool. I'm. They don't have good receivers. Right. They just don't. Their they, offensive line is meh. Their defense is meh. Right. Like they have they have the other Josh Allen. Yeah, he's good. 
I mean, he's a good he's a good ball player, and I like Miles Jack. But outside of those two, I I mean they're not going to compete for anything. No. I'm just I'm intrigued to see what that what the team looks like with actual hopefully NFL leadership. Yeah, actual coaching. Like, um, not a dude who's kicking people on the sidelines and yeah, going and groping people in bars, groping nineteen year old floozies at bars that aren't his wife. God, I love being forty seven and having heart problems. You know, it was it was really that whole thing just provided with unlimited content last year. It was it was interesting. Like ah. Oh. So good, like, and I mean, I know me and me and BCB, old Bull Clay and Ben have, have both been on record as saying that Trevor Lawrence is not going to be a good NFL quarterback. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is coming down to the fact that he went to the Jags. And I mean, we all know how much going to a bad system can affect you. I I tell I tell people all the time when they call like, oh, we could have had Watson out of college, we could have had Mahomes out of college, and thrown to who? Kelvin and Benjamin, for baby. What? Yeah, like the the creature that ate Kelvin Benjamin. Um, Turn around and hand the ball to Shady McCoy 17 million times. Right. And hope you don't die yeah. like almost every other quarter. I mean, you look at that that slew of injuries we had from amongst quarterbacks for that like for the the like a five year span prior to McDermott. Yeah. I mean, the names that played quarterback for us, including the year we Matt broke Castle the draft. And uh who is the Cardinals guy? Kevin Kolb, who just basically his brain turned into mush. Yeah. Uh oh my god. Who- Lewis. Thad, Thad Lewis. He didn't get hurt. He was actually a dog. Yeah. I missed Thad Lewis. Oh, my God. Who Was, was it him who won the uh, the snowball? No. Uh, that was Joe Webb. Joe Webb. Joe I mean, Webb. I mean. After like Peterman that, got hurt. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about, like, A.J. McCarron. Who there came. was some dark times, folks. There were <laughs> like, some dark times. Like, A.J. McCarron shows Brown up. I thought Brian Brown was going to be the stud. I thought right. Brian Brown was going to be right. the guy. Right. Like, so you can see what quarterbacks like what happens what can happen to quarterbacks. Yeah. If I mean JP Lossman and Trent Edwards probably both could have been really good quarterbacks if they had a team in front of them yeah, they and didn't the get bills. murdered. If they didn't have Dick Duron coaching them. Right, like had an offensive line that didn't make them the most sacked team in the NFL for 10 years running yeah. or whatever so we were. I, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I don't see the Jags doing enough to help Trev no, and anything. he and he's not he's going to be there for five years because they're going to stick they're going to stick to their guns. Right, they're going to take his option, and by then it's going to be too late to try to fix him. No one's going to want to take a chance on him. He'll be a, a journeyman backup at best the rest of the way, and which is crazy because I mean he was literally the like most hyped quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck coming out and yeah. never lost a regular season game. And it, right, but at now, the end of now, the day, now he's looking to win a regular league. Game. Yeah, in the end of the day, in the professional league, if you don't have players around you good luck man yeah this is not it, this it, is not high school or college where you can just be a bigger better athlete yeah it's just you you can't just out athlete people in the can't. nfl one because people are super athletic but also the guys who aren't super athletic are so damn smart that they're just gonna beat you to the spot yeah which I doesn't mean, make any sense but i freaking love it like like micah hyde you know he's not Minka fitzpatrick in terms of athletic ability oh, god no doesn't test off the charts but mac jones puts a ball to the, the front pylon and he beats he beats nelson Aguilar to the spot right just because he's so goddamn instinctual i mean you you can look at some of these plug uh plug middle linebackers that still exist in the league yeah they're not more athletic than people they're they're not these this new some would call hybrid positionless linebackers that right. we have <laughs> like a, a guy you're gonna tell me a guy like i mean back in the day paul Puzlozny or uh Oh, the guy Takeo Spikes. Takeo Spikes, or the guy he just went to. Uh, he just went to the Steelers last year. Who? Oh God, this is gonna piss me off. Hold on, give me a second. I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, he's got the Google machine, folks. Here we go. Do do do. Middle linebacker for the Steelers. 
Hit me. Hit me! Come on, Jazz. Oh my God, out. he's not. He's not even listed on the on the death chart right now. He wow. went there last year. One year wonder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh fuck. This is gonna annoy the crap out of me. All good. We get the point. Uh, he. I'm pretty sure he. Oh, he wasn't he. I think he was with Jacksonville, and they traded him. Oh, Joe Schobert. Joe Schobert. Thank you. I was. I kept saying Schobel was in my head, and I'm like, that's not uh, no, the guy. No. Yeah. Okay. Joe Schobert. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like he. He's not a freak. He's not an athletic no. like animal. No. But he was a smart football player, and he led the league in tackles for five years. Like, yeah, no, he's he's a good linebacker. Oh. Not positionless, though, unfortunately. No, no, he's not. Really, nobody is. They can just do good things from a lot of from starting in different know. positions. Oh, I don't know. That's not what I hear. Uh, one of these days, I, I was told that we have to get uh, my buddy Andy's brother. Who is a quote unquote football encyclopedia? Oh, on and he he was one of the ones going off about positionless football and how they all just can play everywhere and like just because I mean technically anyone can play anywhere. I've seen people argue that Josh Allen should be on the field for hail mary attempts. Side note: was watching the cover one top five defensive plays of the Bills season. Yeah. At Oliver, they had a beautiful little, oh, it was a beautiful little scheme up. So they dropped Rousseau out to the flat. They brought Milano, and then they looped Ed from a three out to like a five-tack rush. Yeah. And Ed got upfield, got the tackle to flip his hips, and then spun back inside like a D-end. And I was like, that's a three-tack, <laughs> baby. Oh, look at him go. Oh. I, and see, again, you can, he can do. He can. But that doesn't like mean that, that you that, want to like, do it every that, play. That, that doesn't mean I'm putting him out there. Yeah. Like, I'm going to send him out there on scheme blitzes and stuff like that. I'm yeah. not just throwing well, that, the dude on the edge. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it was a beautiful scheme up because Milano looping back inside off of that and Russo dropping off the edge made the guard have to pick up Milano. He right. didn't have a choice. Yeah. And then it's a one-on-one, and I'm taking Ed Oliver on an inside move against a tackle. <laughs> right. I'm all, But I'm also not lining Ed Oliver up as... You're not outside. lining him up in a five. Well, I'm not right. lining him up as an outside linebacker being like, well, he's rushing the quarterback yeah, here, so we're fine. stance, Eddie. Yeah. Let's go, baby. <laughs> like, and, and that, so Ed from depth. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Get him going downhill with five yards of speed. So that, like, like that's there was this huge argument between me and the stat man, and you can go back and find it on one of the episodes. One of the best episodes we've we, had. We got hot about it, and that stemmed a conversation amongst him and some of our other friends for like two weeks, and it was funny. Because they're like, you know, and the whole thing was the the Micah Parsons, you know, he was drafted as a middle linebacker. Like, would you consider him as a middle linebacker? He's kind of a bust. He's not really playing middle linebacker, but he's not a bust. Like, no, you know, nobody's saying Micah Parsons sucks, but you didn't like when you draft, you're drafting to fill positions. You're drafting to fill needs that he's an elite player, but he's not filling that need he, that you drafted Micah him for. Micah Parsons is, and I understand where the stat man's coming from, is kind of what every Bills fan wanted Tremaine Edmonds to be, where you took him as a middle linebacker, and then it turns out he's just sick at blitzing yeah. and, like, uses his length. But, like, Tremaine's not that. Tremaine is more of just the downhill yeah. plug of the gap. Um, but, like, that's what I'm saying. It's it's not – yeah. These guys have positions for a reason, man, and coaches use them in a spot for a reason. Right. You're and the, deploy your, your, your guy at what he does best. Right. And, like, well, you know, but, that, like – X amount of snaps as, you know, like rushing the passer, and he played three full games at defensive end. Right, because every team in the league is pulling their starting middle linebacker off to play edge. Said no one ever. Argument over. Ugh. Ugh. I hate the positionless football argument. It's I do, too. True. 
It, and because and, and, it can't be. It, like, it can't be. You like, there's a reason certain people play strong safety versus free safety. I was going to say, why is Jamal Adams, he's a hybrid, man. He's a linebacker and a safety. No, he's bad. Yeah, he's he a, he's a, the run. He is a bad strong safety that they use in the box. And he's a undersized linebacker. Right. Who can't cover. Like he, so he's not smart enough to be Matt Milano. Right. Like, you can't drop in the box as an outside guy. Right. But he's not. He's not good enough as a safety, so you have to use him in the box. So you have to basically like you have to blitz him. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> gonna you're gonna get smoked if you throw at him and he is your cover guy. He's you're gonna get smoked, but he's gonna make some but plays for you in the backfield. Out, coming out in college, it was Jamal Adams is positionless. You can play him wherever you want. He's a chess piece. Right. Same with Isaiah Simmons for the Cardinals. Came out as an outside linebacker, inside linebacker, safety. And I mean, what do they do with him? They blitz him. On almost every play. Right. It's not positionless. No. He's just a good athlete, and they're like, okay, go get ball, because you're too dumb to actually read. Right. And that's that's one of my favorite things. You know, you talk about these guys who, who do certain things a certain way, and, like, you know, part of that argument was, well, you know, is he blitzing? Is he covering? Is he stuffing? Is he in charge? Like, no. I want to know how many times they lined him up as a defensive end or an edge rusher. Right. That's it. That's all I want to know. Because you just said, oh, we dropped Rousseau out into coverage. We blitzed our outside linebacker and brought, you know, and brought Eddie O around to the, you know, down. Right. You know, slant to the outside. Slant to the outside. Like, but at Oliver was lined up as, three. as a three tech tackle. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Right. Like, I don't care how often he blitzes. Right. Like, because like Jamal Adams blitzes most of the time he's on the field. Right. Because he can't do other things well. No, I mean, he literally gets beat in coverage consistently, and then he'll make, like, one defensive play, and all the former Jets dick riders and the Seahawks fans now are like, oh, look at him make the defense. He can cover. He can. Co-. It's like, yeah, he made one play. <laughs> he picked off Nate Peterman thrown back across the field. That's the no stuff. No shit. It's the stuff, that's the stuff that drives me nuts. That's uh, not even good coverage. That's just that's, being in a, in a bad spot at the right time. It's, it's very similar to how Marcus Peters plays corner and Trayvon Diggs. It's like, yeah, you're a very good athlete, and you're going to go make a play on the ball. Congratulations. Yeah. It does not make you a good corner or a good coverage player. It just doesn't. But everybody gets so enamored with the highlight plays and the stats well, and that like, pop off the page, and it's like, okay, but I want to win football games. Right. And if I'm scheming up for a team, I don't need a guy who's going to miss six plays and make one. Right. I don't care how big that one is. If you give up, if you're if you're the guy who gives up six touchdowns to Gabe Davis and picks me off one time, I don't care. I win. Yeah, every time, every time. Like, oh, you you made one tackle for a loss and gave up three hundred air yards. But this also comes back to how defensive coordinators, who are not idiots, by the way, use their players properly. They right. they go, okay, Marcus is gonna he's gonna just try to jump routes and he's gonna try to make a play on the ball. Let's stick him to the field. Yeah. Because it's a long throw. You get a little bit more time to read. You don't have to be into the boundary and tackle super well on run plays. Stick him to the field. You think that like that but that's not most people don't know that like about the cornerback position. Nope. You know what I mean? They just oh he's a number two corner. Well what does that mean? Most of the time it means he's playing to the field and he's off the X receiver. The, the guy to the boundary, into the into the tighter sides, which in the NFL doesn't mean as much. The hashes are tighter. Right. Still, It still matters. Like Tredavious White, he's playing into the boundary. He's going to be on the X receiver. He's going to be disguising coverages over there. He also has to tackle because if most teams are going to run to the boundary because teams play to the field. Right. 
all these little things. Little nu- little football nuances. Right, but it's like there's a reason why Levi Wallace was our field corner last year. Right. He's not going to press an X receiver and tackle. But if you get him on a Mike Kosicki going on a corner route and he comes off of the hitch and drops and picks off a, a ball because it's a long ball from freaking Jacoby Brissett, that's where you're going to use Levi Wallace. Right. And, and, you know, this can be simplified to the easiest easiest possible way when you talk like okay we play flag football when we, like there are guys who play corner and when they're on the tall side so the ceiling is slanted you're like why is he on the high side yeah why why is he on the high side yeah like because that's the side where a guy can get more air under the ball right and jump balls like and, and he can get Back beat shoulders where like the short side you got to keep it low where he can make a play on it right well i only play the left nobody you should play the short side yeah like i've and i've had that conversation on every team i've ever been on yeah like it's you know, and that translates all the way up to the NFL. There's things that you do. You put people in positions to be better than they yeah. would be normally. How many times did you see Greg Rousseau line up into the boundary this year? Couldn't tell you. Top of my head. Not that much. Right. Because he's six foot seven. Stick him to the field, keep everything inside, yeah. use the length. But there's a reason why they draft that guy and they put him there. Right. It's not just, oh my God, he's six foot seven. Let's work on him as a pass rusher. And we're just going to stick him on the right side because he's only a right end, yada, yada. One of these days, I'm going to bring you and Statman on the same show. And I'm going to talk, I'm going to bring up one, one conversation. And it's going to be Jerry Hughes's win rate. Oh, you, oh, my dick is tingling already. <laughs> because Austin is sitting there. He's the guy that, like, I don't give a fuck what your win rate is. You didn't, like, how, how many sacks do you have? How many plays do you make? None? Great. You didn't have a good day, but thank God you had a 98% win rate. I have a very simple way to just get the stat man, um, you know, a little bit of perspective on that, and that is we should throw him at quarterback in flag football, put some, I don't even care who you put against me, and I'll rush the passer, and we'll see how comfortable and how often he can deliver the ball on time and on target. Right. Because it does not matter if you are throwing off of a bad platform and I am in your grill. Good luck. Right. Good luck. Yeah. And it's that's one of those things that, you know, I, I I'm not sure that non non players understand. Like and and, and with like win rate is a non player statistic. That is it something is. that like you, you would say the the nerds in the stat room came up with. Yeah. Well, well but yeah, but he so what? He beat his guy, but he didn't make the play. No, but he flushed the guy out of the pocket and made for a like Listen, also, the, even, I, I, I will I'll say this. I mean, and to I'm just going to toot my own horn for a second. When I was a junior in college, I played on a pretty damn good defense. We were top three in the Empire Eight. We held yardage down. We had a lot of turn, forced turnovers, the whole nine. And the amount of times that the D-line gets pressure, the quarterback puts up a bad ball, it gets tipped or something, and then the, the D-backs make a play on it. But who started that play? Right. It was the D line winning. A, a perfect D line being in the grill, so that way the quarterback a, has to pull the trigger, not on time and on target, but when he he's got a guy in his face, he's got to get rid of it. The very last play of the Super Bowl. Perfect example. Ramsey got cooked, absolutely cooked. If Burrow had one more second, not even. to make that throw. I mean, if Quentin Spain gets a piece of Aaron Donald, right. We we are we are quarter of Aaron Donald. We are talking about a Bengals Super Bowl champion team because he hits that throw and Ramsey is cooked and it's over the other way. Yeah. But because Darnold won his pass rush, 
Sorry, Donald. Donald won his pass rush and got in Burrow's Not face. Not only won his pass rush, won it so clean that he had to yeah. hurry the throw while he was falling. Right. Because I mean, he got the throw off. And again, if he was able to keep his feet and make that throw, the Bengals win the Super Bowl. And and that, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely have to get deeper into this. But another thing, too, is like if a guy like Greg Rousseau, Greg Rousseau beats his pass rush, you are now having a six foot seven guy with his arms up. That, that you, you have, have to throw, throw over, throw around. Right. And very few quarterbacks have the the, the arm talent to really? sling from the side, sling. Like, How about the best to do it, arguably, with the sidearm? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. What happened when he tried to throw an out route against Greg Rousseau on a quick guy tried to cut him? Greg Rousseau beat the cut, stood right up, tips the ball, picks it. That's Patrick Mahomes. Right. He saw Greg Rousseau. He tried to go around the side. Yeah. He and did. He's just so damn big. And guess what? But that's that's what that's what we're saying. Like that's that is like most people that's look at that why and win go, rate matters. Right. People are going to look at that and be like, "Oh, what a what a great play by the by Rousseau. He's just sitting on the line knowing that it's going to go to the outside." No, he's not. He beat the cut block. He stood up and the ball's coming at him. Right. Like it happens so fast. You're not and per, another so, uh, another that, perfect I, example. I was just going to say one one more thing before I let you go on that. A lot of times people who have not played football at like a high level um don't understand how quick it happens and how much you like it's easy to overthink when you watch the highlight. It's easy as a fan to be like, well, this, 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 this led to this. When in reality it goes like that. Oh yeah. It's just bang. And you just have like it's all instinctual. It is. And I And that's why it's hard of, to explain. One of my best one of my favorite examples with especially on Jerry Hughes, two of like two or three of Jerry Hughes's best games were the last three times we played the Ravens. Yeah. Where he beat his guy, and like, you know, the first the first time we played, he got deep, you know, that seven yard plant and going, oh shit, he's not here anymore. Yeah, and all of a sudden he two hard steps that tackles on his heels, he pushes him back to the point where he would usually rush to, which stops Lamar from leaking out that way. Then he's in the hole, right? And guess what? Now he's oh shit, and the guy on the other side did the same thing. Now he can't flush, he right. can't evade. I mean, that's how people he, beat Doug Flutie, keep right. him in the pocket. And, and he's either throwing up ducks or taking sacks. Now, is he getting those sacks? No, but he's right. sure as fuck causing them. But if you don't have 22 sacks on a year, then you're a bum. Right. That's why win rate matters. Jerry Hughes, especially the playoff game. Especially the Jerry, playoff game. Jerry was a beast. Jerry had easily one of his best games, I believe, of his career. Yeah. And it didn't show up on the stat sheet. No. Uh, he's, he was a, a classic don't show up on the stat sheet guy because especially stats, the last two years. Well, and also just stats in football can lick a taint. I, it they just can. I I don't care about like yeah. Josh's perfect game against the Patriots is super cool and like I'll go and watch the highlights and all that just because it's fucking fun to watch. But at the end of the day, the stats didn't matter. It was what did you do on the field? Did you make the play when you needed to make at, the play? At the end of the day, did you win your one on one battle? Did you do your responsibility? Did you hold is, your gap? There is one stat in football that matters at the end of the day. W's. W's. They don't ask how. They ask how many. And that'll wrap up this episode of Hat Stats and Stats. Big Diesel, thanks for joining me, buddy. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, pal. Hat Stats and Stats, part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere else you get your podcast from. Find us on Facebook, Hat Stats and Stats Podcast, or on Twitter and Instagram, at HTS underscore pod. Like, follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends. And on behalf of myself and Big Diesel, we will catch you guys next time. And go Bills. Go Bills. The weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here, and Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs, to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. 
For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast.